0: And we know you'll stop at nothing to get there. Greetings and welcome back, fellow journeyers, for another expedition in search of the supernatural power of kinetic belief for manifesting our abundant life. So glad to have you back with us all today. I'm Stephen Canyon for another journey to the center of our girth. If you would like to receive occasional encouraging... girth, earth, girth. I thought that rhymed. Is that not cool? You don't have to go very far. Just look within. Oh, if you want to receive an occasional encouraging text messages from uh, from me, just text the word KINETIC to 844-844-0049. StephenCanyon.com is the website for all of the upcoming events. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. And subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss an episode. And uh, Meg, I am so amazed at you, by the way. Why? Well, because you can be away, you cannot do yoga for a month, and then there you are, you're twisted up like a pretzel again. It's like no time <laughs> has passed. Don't you have to like stretch those things out to be able to do that? <laughs> yes. It, it, you're amazing. How it, how it may
1: look the same, but it feels very different.
0: Oh, I see. <laughs> to me. I, I got On it. On
1: the inside, it feels well, very different. It always
0: looks the same to me. You're just... I don't know. You, you talk about the, the super chicks that you don't want to work out beside of, but you are one of them.
1: <laughs> I admire them from across the gym. But I'm <laughs> like, I can't go stand over there.
0: <laughs> you're hilarious. Oh man, I don't know how you do it. But, oh my goodness, you do. And strength training, you're the same 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 thing. We went to. I a,
1: do love strength training. Went I'm to a doing.
0: gym and you're just. Mm. I don't know. Everybody kind of like gives you some space because you're tearing <laughs> it up. I'm impressed with you. Are
1: you exaggerating? Not at all. And
0: you know I'm not. No.
1: It does feel good to be so strong, doesn't it? It you does. Know? Cause and yeah. I, and I, like, I like that as a concept more than, oh, I need to lose weight or, you know, those are, those are sort of, I uh, sound even a little silly compared to just, you know, you just want to be strong. You want to be limber, strong, healthy. These are the words.
0: Well, I, I, I do know what your kryptonite is. You do? This, and because we share.
1: <laughs> what is my kryptonite? In,
0: in the kryptonite. The other side of Pikes Peak, altitude. Of, oh. Altitude. Are, oh. Altitude. You remember going bike uh, mountain biking up in uh, Woodland Park, uh, Colorado? Yes. 9,000 yes. feet above sea level. Yes. And we were used to riding our mountain bikes all the time we just got there and I remember we had him on the back of the jeep and we drove out to this trail and <laughs> offloaded the bikes and it was about a five mile run kind of downhill no problem and we're just yeehaw and just just going after it <laughs> well and
1: it was such a slight grade you know you're not super aware of the fact that you're going downhill You know, you're coasting, but you don't quite realize what you're doing. you just think
0: you're... uh, (laughs) My bike is just really good. You've got a really great bike, and you're in great shape, and this is no problem. Right. But then, then... Time to go home. We turned around, and forget about it.
1: You know, about 10 minutes in, it's like someone's poured gasoline in your lungs. I mean, that's, the, the burn.
0: That's exactly what it was like. The it was burn. just, like, it was <laughs> unbelievable. Oh my God. The burn. The, I
1: have to say, though, being at that altitude, it, it was the coolest thing that we discovered. It was almost like the elixir of life or something. There was a little holistic store. There, do you remember this? And they had a whole section for high altitude, you know, helping you with that. Oh, yeah. And they they sold this, uh, Mm. some sort of chlorophyll Mm -hmm. drops, and it made all the difference. And what it does is it helps your blood oxygenate so that you... Don't have so much trouble, you know, breathing and moving, and but it that was so cool that stuff.
0: And since then, chlorophyll has become a way of life for both of us, regardless of the altitude. Yeah. It helps. It does. It's amazing. It does. Actually, it's amazing what it does to the yeah. uh, oxygen. And it doesn't really level. have a
1: taste, which is great mm. because it's this really horrible uh, dark green color. <laughs> so it looks like it's going to taste.
0: Mix it with something like
1: the bottom of a lawnmower. <laughs> but it. But it's really amazing. Yeah, it's pretty cool stuff.
0: But lifting the legs to pedal those mountain bikes to oh, come man. back was not yeah. an option. We walked. We had to walk our bikes at, because of the altitude. Oh, yeah.
1: You do feel like if you, if you spend time up two. there, though, you, you, you feel like a super Superman <clears throat> when you come down.
0: Well, I was asking the guy that was selling the stuff, how, how long does it take to get used to this altitude? 9,000 feet. He said, uh, at least a year.
1: <laughs> and I don't even know, I mean.
0: <laughs> Who's got a year to get used to 9,000 feet? Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I have
1: to say, though, I always find the way that people function and, and the differences in, um, you know, your biological makeup, I find that really fascinating. We we spoke with a girl who, who lived at that eleva- elevation, and she was pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she was sort of joking because she said, I think I'm hoping that it'll be an Olympian. Because so many Olympians oh, yeah, are born at right. these high altitudes and it sort of gives you this this super athlete ability, I which I thought was so interesting.
0: I don't know. It was difficult to sleep, difficult to do a lot of things. Um,
1: but that's the point. If you're because... born in these places, it, it's just natural. Kryptonite.
0: It... <laughs> it's all kryptonite. <laughs> you're like, it got me. Get used to kryptonite. I don't <laughs> it know. It got me. Well, I, oh, speaking of, of meeting somebody and that kind of giving us some uh, pointers. I want to talk to our listeners for just a moment, because I want to let all you guys know that, well, first of all, beginning today, and I'm, by the way, I'm really excited about this. Yes. Beginning today, we are adding a new feature to our show. And it is it's one that I have just, I've been thrilled to know that this is coming because many of our listeners since day 1 really they've been writing in with all these questions since we began the kinetic belief show and it's the sincerity of all those questions and all of those insightful comments that inspire most of the things that you know we discuss on this program this show is now ranked in the top five percent of all podcasts in the world. As what? of last uh, Tuesday of last week, ding, ding, ding. we are in the five top five percent of all podcasts, and we would not be where we are today if it were not for you, our listeners. Yeah. I mean, it's been your dedication to this show that has made the powerful kinetic belief message available around the world, and Megan and I are just so humbled to be Mm -hmm. able to get to do this with our KB family. So
1: grateful for you.
0: And I want you guys to know that day in and day out, as we've especially moved into the the, uh, Tuesday through Friday version of this, this podcast, That the depth of discussion into who we are collectively that are evolving to transcend the natural and the individual and the unique, beautifully made beings of light and love that are supernaturally empowered to succeed, the insights, all the insights and the things that we talk about are in direct response to the conversations that I've had with so many of you. And, well, it's your intelligence. It's your sense of identity, and the sense of community that we have here. That's, well, it's actually very humbling to me, and that I am most grateful for all of you guys, this audience, for allowing me to be a part of this. So we have decided to open up some of our airtime here to anyone that would like to be a part of this show. And you can now simply call in with your questions or comments To 720 626 8649. 720 626 8649. Actually, you're supposed to say that the same way two times in a row. So let me try it again. 720 626 8649. That's it. But you know what? It is a good number.
1: It's an easy to remember number.
0: It will be an honor. It will be a privilege to be able to hear the voices of this audience, don't you think?
1: Yes, what a wonderful addition to the, the podcast this is going to be. So exciting. I
0: think so. And just to give you an idea right now, we have 74 countries that are listening, wow. that are tuned in. And just to give you just a quick glimpse, uh, the United Kingdom is listening. Canada, Germany, Australia, India, New Zealand, South Africa, Brazil, Italy, uh, Namibia, United Arab Emirates, Poland, Netherlands, Denmark, Philippines, Sweden, Ireland, Switzerland, Estonia. Those are just a few...
1: I love that uh, when you say, uh, you know, love love to all the KBs around the world. You're not kidding. Not, <laughs> You're like, no, really. Not
0: kidding. All and, around the world. And that that phone number will work from anywhere. Again, 720-626-8649. Yeah,
1: and you can call it 24-7. It's open 24-7.
0: If you would like to be a Anytime. part of the program. Yes. Speaking of questions from our audience, I noticed that you've got something there for us. It looks like maybe from one of our listeners. I
1: sure do. We have a question from Caroline, and uh, she's writing in from Jackson, Wyoming, oh, one of our favorite places she wants to know she says I really want to redefine or shift my identity I feel as though I have been living the life of someone else for a really long time I have so many longings inside of me that want to come out I'm 69 years old my question is am I too old to redefine myself and she goes on to say I know you're going to say no (laughs) <laughs> I love that. I love next, she already next, told you. Next question. I know you're going to no. say no. But I. she says, but I have this nagging voice inside my head that says, I need to just enjoy what I have accomplished because of my age and not start over or start it again, start anything new. So can you help me with this? Yeah. What hi, a fantastic question. Caroline. Hey, no, Caroline. you're not
0: too old. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> no, you're not. But great question. Yeah. And starting over again. Well, and and I think that that's the way that often we will look at things like you're going back to something when you're, instead of moving forward, or you have to go back to the beginning, which is not the case at all. The ability to redefine yourself, Caroline, that is an exciting proposition, Mm -hmm. and it is for those that are willing to take the challenge, because a purposeful identity shift, it, it doesn't just happen like you are pointing out there's something there's an unction on the inside of you that's saying it's time you're it's like a flower that's ready to burst forth and it's and it's not going to happen it needs permission there is a a conscious decision that is first made it's often blueprinted in our journaling for example and then there is the action that follows but to your point most people do become paralyzed by the thought of redefining themselves And they are frightened by the notion of changing their day-to-day habits. They're used to one way of life, and they've surrounded themselves with people that are used to them going through the day the way that you go through your day and being who you are and have been. and your friends and and you've got all these habitual patterns of lifestyle that everybody's expecting to see you again to show up and do these things in the way that you do them and so the idea of new things the unknown is scary to most people regardless of your age familiarity is pacifying to the ego to the person of self that identifies with their surroundings and without familiarity we're forced to look within to trust in the instinctual knowledge that comes from our higher being. Mm. So not only is there an art to redefining ourselves at any time, at any age, but there are so many reasons why our surroundings should be changing as well. A a journey will not continue to have the same vantage point. Mm. If you're on your way somewhere... If you're sitting in the backseat of a car looking out the window, you're not going to see the same hill go by and by and by and by. Things change. The scenery (laughs) changes. People come and go. Horizons and vistas change. (laughs) Knowledge increases with experiences. Pushing through the hardness of the unexpected produces abundance. It manifests more life. You're on your way somewhere. So redefining ourselves... It's not only possible, but it's the process of advancing our mental, physical, and spiritual lives. And yeah, it takes courage to move beyond the younger version of yourself, Caroline, to be able to let go of what you used to keep yourself close to for comfort, for the validation of what you have believed about yourself, that you've glommed onto about yourself, and about the life you've imagined that you've lived and imagined to see in your future. However, what I'm, what I'm talking about is one of the most vital processes that someone who's going somewhere must repeatedly set their sights on in the pursuit of their higher being and purpose in life. The process of what we're talking about is the key to unlocking the higher levels of your abilities beyond what you've experienced, the higher levels of your potential beyond what you've already experienced. That is the essence of producing more life for yourself, of the manifestations of abundance in every area of your life. So the art of redefining yourself, that's got to actually be one of the... um, That's just intentionally perfected. It doesn't just happen.
1: Well, I love how in your answer to Caroline there that that you really took a minute to even reframe the concept of what it means to redefine yourself. You know, you redefined redefining. (laughs) 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 Because that's beautiful. It's not just this stagnant notion Mm -hmm. of of I need to become somebody new as I sit here in the same spot with the same surroundings surrounded by the same people. And another really uh, aspect of what you said that I found fascinating is that You know, we talk a lot about not caring what others think, not caring about the expectations of others. But then I don't think that we've necessarily touched on this idea that a lot of times the expectations of others are things that you've put in place. Mm -hmm. You know, you've created those. Mm -hmm. You've trained those people to expect these things from you. And so now to... Disconnect yourself from from seeing yourself through their eyes, through those expectations, through the surroundings that you've that you've created for yourself. Allowing that to fall away and move on and change your scenery. That's that's such a cool way of seeing this.
0: Well, that is the circle of the ego, the circle of friends among the egoists. Is that the everybody is setting the expectations for each other for self. Right right from within self. So I'm setting, I'm setting my expectations for what you believe about me. You're doing that for me about you. And Mm -hmm. it's the circle of life in the, in the, in the context of this expectation of, of life. And so it is a circle. And so when one of us dares to step out of that, hands go on the hip from the rest of the group and go, what are you doing? Yeah. You're, you're messing up our balance here.
1: <laughs> this isn't what we signed up for. Who
0: do you think you are all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Because that's the routine of pursuing, of pursuing the best life. It's, it's an intentional practice, and it, it can be routine of moving beyond mm-hmm. rather than routine of the routine, if that makes any sense.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: And so the kinetic believer, regardless of your age, if you're just starting this at the age of 69 years old, Years, years young, <laughs> if this is when you're beginning, understand that life is a linear pursuit and it's not a circular thing, not the one that's best lived. The one that we train in, in uh, our practice of kinetic belief each day, when we awaken, there are still those decisions that we've got to make that push us off of the familiar, Away from the practiced and onto the off script path to stir things up, to shake it up, to challenge us to take what we've already experienced, the experiential knowledge that we've gained and apply it to the new thing mm-hmm. rather than applying it to the same experience. Wow. Because it's the intentional stirring of those things that opens us up to new possibilities, that opens us up to, all, to new places, to go to a new place for a vacation instead of the same umbrella. To go to a, a new experience, new growth, more of what's been missing. And the very thing that will, will position you to attract the more. You know, we, people are often, they, they're so excited about the idea of the law of attraction, for example. But then they wonder why new things aren't being attracted into their lives. There's no new growth. You are look, the law you are always working in the law of attracting for the law of attraction. But by doing so, if you're not pushing beyond the expectations of the normal, then you're attracting what you've already been experiencing. You're attracting the same stuff. That's why the life that you're living and seeing is continue. It's on repetition. It's repeating itself over and over. Right. New growth, more of what's been missing. The very thing that will position you to attract the more in your life into the regions of the less, requires the intentional decisions that move you off of the expected, hmm. and into the realm of the unexpected.
1: Well, and a really fascinating component of all of this is the is the age. Factor, Because it, it feels like one of those uh, societal traps that we love to highlight and shine light on. This idea that everybody and everything in culture tells you, okay, when you reach a certain age, everything needs to slow down, you need to calm down. And we're told this through visuals through articles, through people, peers. And so yet again, using our kinetic belief to to construct this world that you're describing so that we can live the life we want to live, no matter age or any other thing that really doesn't matter in this process of manifesting. Um, I mean, if anything, we have more experience. We're able to, to enjoy life to its fullest. We know ourselves better than ever.
0: It's always the new that leads to gratification. And satisfaction comes from the experience of yourself in a new environment, Mm -hmm. successfully experiencing your best self in a new environment. We are the awareness of the universe. And once we become aware of a thing, it's time to move on to a new awareness. Most people are creatures of habit.
1: Yeah.
0: And they subsist in the the theater of reruns. (laughs) And... That's it. Imagine if, you know, it's movie night every Friday night. And you're going to watch the same movie you watched last Friday night. And the Friday night previous to that, it's the, the theater of reruns. I don't and think so, I like
1: any movie that much. <laughs> you know? It would
0: be tough, right? <laughs> yes. But so they remain seated in this theater expecting things to remain just like they are with nothing unexpected showing up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to watch the same thing, talk about the same thing, eat the same thing with the same people, doing the same thing all the time the same way.
1: And that's, that's really cool because, you know... This I that ugh, I love what you just said. <laughs> it's it's so cool because this concept that look things do change, life does move on, we do evolve and change no matter what. So choosing to change and evolve in the right direction um, and not resisting change is going to be really beneficial to us. You know, not life is flowing, life is moving, life is going, and so making sure that we're not sort of trying to stay stagnant in a world where that's completely impossible. Maggie,
0: do you remember going canoeing or kayaking <laughs> you with, read your, my mind. with your dad and you were on the river?
1: He <laughs> read my and,
0: mind. I mean, that is the perfect analogy of what you just said.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. You've totally read my mind. So we're going down a pretty fast moving river up in the, the Blue Ridge Mountains and it was going well. It's going good. And, and I wanted to get over to the shore. We wanted just to take a quick little break. And um, so I got over there and, you know, I just had the dumbest moment. I just blanked out. I wasn't thinking at all. I reach up because I missed the shoreline and I grab a limb. And as I reach up, I hear my dad yell, no, no. (laughs) <laughs> from across the river it, and I think was
0: it kind of a garbled no or did it sound I, he,
1: he just he it was a premonition no but I grabbed the limb and I think we all know what happened the the river kept going and I stayed still. life
0: kept going and, my, and you stayed my still. kayak
1: flipped over it was so cold
0: Oh, so if you grab hold of a branch in on the uh, in the middle of life you'll end up doing cartwheels down the corridors of time.
1: <laughs> yes, Stephen. That's the that's the lesson I learned, I guess.
0: <laughs> you just you just said that to the mailman, didn't you? Yeah, so I was just thinking
1: ago. that. But that's it's so funny, but that's actually a great analogy for life, isn't it? You know, when we when we do try to just sort of sit tight and, oh, I have a, I have money right now. I have a good thing going. Let me just try to perfect everything and then hold really still and not move. But life is this rapid flowing river. We have to just go with the flow and not flip over. <laughs> <laughs> it, it really was though. It was fall. It was not summer, by the way. It was so cold.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It was so cold.
0: And what did we learn? The
1: what did you say? The corridors of time? Or <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay.
0: But, this, but you know what? This is the ego wanting to hold on to what it has fabricated for yes. itself. Mm. It's wanting to just stay in its place and to find uh, you know, the, the comfort of the, 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 the blankets, the ginkies, and the softness. <laughs> the you, know, those, those, you know, The huga space, <laughs> that place that we, the space that we carve out for our meditative time should be uh, the comforts of familiarity for the purpose of imagining go beyond. Yeah. And then you take up your blanket and you move beyond. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean to keep to returning to the same space, but the, because those who are living according to the dictates of the senses of the ego, which will want you to mm-hmm. stay f- in, to, in the middle of your fabricated realm, the, the part of self that identifies with the, for example, the emotional I... The, f- the, the part of self that feels that is the emotional part, you know, we have the duplicity of our natures. And so the part that identifies with the emotional self, the nature of self that identifies with thought, with thinking, um, with memories of the past that have formed the opinion of self, the part of self that is identifying with what I think you think about me,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. got there. Um, it's the one who is me and the story of me. Yeah. Okay, it's the person whose identity is where they come from. Um, you're sixty nine years old now, and your identity is is where you went to school, and or are you a conservative or a liberal politically, and you're identifying with the religion of, or of social class of some type right that you've you've stated yourself to be a part of the egoist identifies with possessions that they've accumulated the egoist part of self is identifying with what you see around you and with how you look and with the reputation that you have in town or among your friends and family your opinions And it's you're identifying with your perception of things like, you know, if you are better than other people that you surround yourself with in ways that you have imagined to compete with them, or maybe you're not quite as good as other people and you like being in that position, whatever it is. All all habitually life-patterned people that fit into this mold are functioning on a... uh, deeper level of identifying with self in the same way and it's that unction Caroline that you're sensing right now from within that is saying hey there's more to me mm. than what I've carved out there's more to me than what you see there's more to me than what I'm presenting myself to be because up here on the surface where you are identifying in your life at the age of 69 or 70 or whatever it is, the egoist that has, has defined itself, the way in which the egoist is acting is, is, even though it's going to be different than the people you've surrounded yourself with, it's still one that is a, a, a practiced habitual pattern way of life. And so you're sensing this slight. Perhaps, but there is a dissatisfaction with, you know what, there is more to me that needs to press beyond the rocks and the hard, crusty surface of life to be exposed to the sunshine that needs to feel the, 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 the weather change, that needs to feel this, the sensuality of life and of being to become more of an expression of who I was created to be. You know, we, all of us, are at the core. We're made of energy. Energetics attracting like kind into our environment. Positive attracts positive, Negative attracts negative. And it's so those, it's, Caroline, it's your energetics at the core of your being that is communicating to you, the ego is part of you, that there is a longing. There's an attraction that needs to happen to you and there's a longing for that to show up and you're resisting it. You're pushing back and you're coming up with these um, uh, reasonings as to why maybe it's too late in life or you don't have the experience or the money or the time or the whatever it is to allow this attraction to take place in your life.
1: I have to say that's one of my favorite aspects of kinetic belief is that as we pursue the understanding, the depth of understanding. Of kinetic belief that it has this really beautiful natural process of bringing us the true essence of us, like you're describing, to the surface. And it's not as if we're having to to run harder and work harder and run faster and think hard. I mean, it's it's not it's not this struggle. The process of kinetic belief is so beautiful, and it's and it's just what you're describing. That was so perfect. A seed planted and. The, the awakening that you're describing that, that Caroline's having, it's coming from within. You know, it's her true essence of self re- growing, illuminating, ready to come out. And I just, I really, my essence of self is just connected so deeply with what you just said because that's exactly how it's supposed to happen
0: and any sense of dissatisfaction any sense of there's got to be more any sense of i just know what i'm capable of but any of that is an unction from your higher self the essence of your being that's wanting to push through to attract more of life and so those of you that are just so excited about the law of attraction or kinetic belief and all these ways of attracting more in your life it's going to require that at some point in time that you love yourself enough to get yourself out of the way people who are functioning in conscious awareness of functionality appear on the 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 surface of that are functioning in the awareness of their works and their acts and their Mm -hmm. the hats that they're wearing and identifying with the career the family all these things of comparing yourself to other people of living by the creed of identifying yourself with what others are doing or not doing or thinking about you or not thinking or whatever right all those things, people that are functioning totally at that level are going to come to the, the crossroad, to these junctions of, of awareness that says, wait a minute, there is more to you. Look within and see me. Feel me. Hear me. Love me. Allow me to be me. When someone is existing through the subjective reality of imitation, imitation, which really is limitation. This thought made delusion is floated upon the emotional state of being. And this made up false sense of self is tossed around just like a rudderless ship and it's by the waves of instability. There's no, you're not anchored in self. And emotions and thoughts come and go as we go throughout the routine of life. And it's the dissatisfaction. It's the 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 depression that shows up. It's these things that are negative, the negative thoughts and, and dissatisfaction. This is what it is. They're, it's not stable. And it changes. You know, there's something that there's this change of emotions that's changing because the emotional state of being is not anchored in the sense of self. And so every person living life according to the dictates of the second nature, which is the nature of the egoist, it's the ego, is constantly skirmishing, jockeying, just to simply survive. Even though even though life may, uh, when you get out all of the photographs, you know, one year it looks like the next, the only thing that's changed is the color of your hair or the lines on your face but the photos are all the same, depicting the the round robin way of life. But even in that, what looks like the stability of an environment, something's happening that's not stable. And so because you're living to the, according to the dictates of that second nature, the ego, and you're skirmishing and you're jockeying just to survive from year to year, you're playing whack-a-mole with these emotions, this emotional state of dissatisfaction. Anything that comes along that threatens the identity of that ego needs to be justified. You, you come up with reasons why you are a victim, reasons why you must, and you validate that that, um, that sense of self that's not authentic, and and anything that is a threat to its very survival, we come up with reasons to stay put. I'm too old. I'm too young. I don't have the education. My husband would never allow it. My wife would never agree to this. The kids, they would think I've lost my mind. The family, the what, whatever it is, whatever it is. So just to maintain the idea of me, the emotional me, thought formed idea of me, You know what you have to do? You've got to create an enemy. There has to be an enemy to the me that you are fabricating. It requires an opposite to continue to live, to experience itself. Mm. So those enemies that we create to the ego itself are, it's about everybody else. Everybody else is becoming an enemy to the me to the egoist self in one way or another. The false narrative of the egoist is typically first and foremost, it's a fault finder. Well, let me tell you what's wrong with Aunt Agnes. Let me tell you what's wrong with Junior, who went away to college and hasn't called me in two months. They complain about other people. And this is the the consequences of that negative ego itself trying to protect its identity, trying to stay alive. And so you complain about other people, and you become jealous about others, and you see most other people as a threat to their sense of false security. This... Meg, this is the reason for the attraction to a habitual pattern of living for the egoist. That they're con- this cycle of life, they're trying to protect their false sense of identity by not exposing themselves to those that they find fault with.
1: It's almost like your ego is constantly, constantly trying to create its own little kingdom, where, where you have all mm. your little peasants, and you're the king or the queen, and and, and but the ego is always. Uh, Like you said, jockeying. I love that word jockeying to to create this stable environment that will feed it, nurture it, and and keep it healthy and and, and really stronger than your true essence of self.
0: That's great. And for a kingdom to survive, it has to do what? It has to go to war. Yeah. It's always, there's fighting mm. to survive, to, to continue this, this uh, built up concept of self, of self-identity.
1: So how do we starve this out? How do, we, how do we put the ego in its proper place? Because if everything is changing, that also means that eventually, technically, the ego could be so malnourished and so small that <laughs> we, mm. we have this major, major advantage over it all day, every day.
0: Well, yeah, and you, know, you can look historically at the, um, uh, the, the false sense of identity because look, on the larger scale, for example, historically the conflict of fault-finding to protect the egoist sense of self, this false narrative that even collectively uh, nations will build themselves up on this false sense of identity. And then there's the conflict, and they have to find fault with the imagined opponents, with other nations, with other peoples. And this has been the basis for wars between nations historically for centuries. For those who are creatures of habit, which is most people, protecting the identity of emotions, which are always changing, and the ego, the egoist, which is identified like we've been talking about, routine is comfortable. Routine is is the desired state of being. It's routine is the easiest part of maintaining the ego and it produces very little stress because it deflects any, any stress that should be dealt with in a proper way by putting it on somebody else. You're the cause of my stress. You're the cause of my stress. This over here is stressing me out. Everything is stressing me out. I'm correct. I'm proper. You're the source of my stress. Mm -hmm. Therefore I survive and you must die. Diminish. Yeah. (laughs) Death. Death is happening somewhere, either to the sense of self, the egoist self, or to something else. Something must die for the the faults to continue to remain. So where there's not growth, you see, life ceases to exist. And so that's the, the problem with all of this is after a while you stop growing. And the only way that if you're not growing, there can be a sense of growing is if things around you are diminishing. The nature of life is to grow and advance and develop. A person who has adapted to a life or a state of being in the egoist false sense of self is no longer growing. And so we diminish people around us by tearing them down and blaming them so that we have this false sense of development and growth and a perpetual pursuit of life. And a person, but now, here comes the... Orchestra, let's. Where's the music? We need to. We need to change our direction here. That's enough of that stuff.
1: I feel like I'm reading a book, and it's like, but little did she know.
0: <laughs> okay. Dot dot dot. And the strings begin to create this melodic sense yes. of sweeping melody as yes. a person who's transcending the ego is purposefully letting go of all of those things that previously snared them. Into mm. this false sense of self. It's a letting go, sloughing off of all of that egoist sense of the dead person hanging onto the back, getting rid of the, that, that weight so that we're unencumbered as we begin to soar above the ego self. And this is the art right here, Caroline, of redefining yourself, of growing to becoming more of you. And the best thing that could happen to so many people especially those who've retired from an occupation, is for them to walk away from everything that they've ever gained. I'm not suggesting you do this, but my goodness, it would be a great thing if you could just go in and grab somebody and take them out into the desert, under the stars, or into the wilderness, out of the city, out of everything they've ever known, and, and just they be made to begin again. Mm-hmm. Start all over using the only, the only thing you've got is the experiential knowledge that you've gained through a lifetime of experiences. So you're you're not starting over, but you're starting from where you've what you've gained.
1: Yeah. Starting afresh,
0: and you let go of the chair and the couch and the lamp and the lawnmower and the and whatever it is that's just keeping you into this same staid way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And if we were all just to reinvent ourselves at some point in our lives on purpose. It is absolutely necessary to achieve certain levels of of awareness, of attracting more of your best life and uh, new levels of success. Well,
1: what you're describing right now, this process of letting go, it reminds me of, of a really wonderful podcast we did a long time ago. And the whole thing was about... Uh initiating positive disruptions in your life. Mm. And you're you're so nailing it with this idea of what is what is it? What's the thing or things or idea or people that are restricting you that have bound you up into this habitual way of thinking that you can't seem to break free from. And so actually acknowledging what those things are, doing something about it. Is it is it a condo that you just cannot seem to to Release and let go, and you just wouldn't even know who you are without that place. Um, but understanding what those things are, and then making positive disruptions occur in this process—that's—that's that's this. That's how you begin letting go.
0: Well, it, it, it reminds me of the story of um, uh, it was twenty, it was quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I realized one day that. You know, when you're identifying with things or places or people and expectations, uh, the stronghold that that can be. And you don't even know that you're in it. And I realized one day, and it it was that, uh, and it was so surreal to me, that I had never taken a trip by myself. Right. Gone, I mean, literally just gone away from everything that I knew to a place I'd never been before.
1: Completely alone. Completely alone.
0: And... And, and to, to do it in a way that, um, and, and I did this to where I, I made a pact with myself that I wasn't going to have a, a lengthy conversation with anybody, and I was going to take this period of time and go out into the wilderness. It was also to a locate, very to locate myself
1: minimalist. I remember right for you. So you know you didn't go to a a uh, sandals right <laughs> resort in Jamaica. I
0: didn't book eight <laughs> eight massages on a seven day vacation. <laughs> You know, I, it wasn't that at all. No, well, <laughs> we'll describe minimalist.
1: what it was because it was a very cool trip.
0: Well, there have been a couple of them since then, but the, the, uh, the first yeah, one, one, yeah, well, I just took off and went down to Costa Rica, yeah. which I had not been to before, and up into the Arenal area, which is the volcano up near the uh, Nicaragua border, and went into the rainforest and. Just ran the trails in the in in the rain with the monkeys and hiked the forest out there on the base of the volcano and did it for a week, uh, week to ten days.
1: I love that you said. Well, that that worked out pretty well, and then you went to Canada.
0: Yeah, I came back and I I changed bags and I went up to the Rockies of Canada for for a while. And I went up there and took a motorcycle and just headed off into the unknown. Didn't really have an agenda for myself. And spent 10 days riding into the Rockies of the the outback of Canada on a motorcycle and just finding a place to sleep at night. And taking this time to meditate on self and to look within Mm -hmm. and to to listen to myself, away from the constructs, the mental constructs of, of expectations and things that I had been identifying with. And what I discovered about myself goes beyond words. And as I have began to live out some of these new expectations that I placed on myself after falling in love with new dimensions of me, mm. life changed dramatically, Meg. Yeah. And in the most profound ways because I got my egoist sense of self out of the way and began transcending this new sense of awareness of enlightenment to overtake the old with the new. You know, I've talked to many people about these kinds of experiences and really it frightens most people. The unknown is frightening to most Mm -hmm. people in, in, uh, and it just really into even quitting the processes that they're so comfortable with. And they just um, can't even imagine not having someone to ping their thoughts and ideas off, off of for a week to know what to think. And if the idea of that is a little scary to you, spending time alone for a week in the wilderness, uh, in the wilderness of thought, you don't have to know how to protect yourself from wildlife but just the wilderness of ideas and thoughts. <laughs>
1: Depends on where you go, I guess. Depending on where you go. But if it yeah. scares
0: you then there is something missing in you in your life and your own sense of identity. This is a great place to begin with locating your your genius of purpose, who you are, what makes you different. Not 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 the the kind of thing where your you your identity is based on what um, Joe and mama and them think about you. <laughs> But what do you think about you yeah. away from all of that?
1: Well, and I always love that, you know, we both do. We love the, the nuts and bolts that really the mechanics of life and why things work the way that they do. And you and I were having a really interesting conversation just yesterday about identity. And we sort of compared it to a really hot spotlight and you only have one and it's emanating from you. And, and so it can only really be resting on one thing at a time. And, I think that concept really reveals why a trip like that or these exercises like we're talking about, this process of becoming a kinetic believer, the reason that it works the way that it does is because, you know, we we have to. We are identifiers. We have to identify with something. We really have no choice. And the furniture in your house, the clothes that you wear, the friends that you have are quick fixes. They are identity band-aids, if you will. And so... It makes you feel as though, okay, I have filled that void. I am now identifying with something. Mm. I was supposed to, mm. and I am. No, don't you see my new throw pillows? I'm very bohemian. <laughs> I got them at Target. But when you take a trip like that, or when you do these journaling exercises, you, you go in to find, you go mining, and you go in mm. to find your true essence of self, you know, all of that other stuff is like stripped away. So you, you just, you're making room. You're making room to, to find yourself. You're making room to, to take that hot spotlight of identity focus and to, and to turn it and to illuminate the true sense of who you are. And I, I just don't think there's anything more, more dynamic or beautiful in life.
0: Well, most people know and, and can understand the th- what we're talking about here because by rote and by grace, life has a way of promoting and to cause every, cause everybody at certain junctions in life to reinvent themselves. Things happen. The world is advancing. Life is changing whether you want to or not. But you will, and everybody has to reinvent themselves a few times. It's beyond the few times that we're talking about where it becomes intentional. Mm -hmm. We all reinvent ourselves at some point in life. It's absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. And, well, for example, reflect back on who you were as a teenager, maybe when you were 14 years old. (laughs) Okay, you, you did that pretty quickly. And now, think back of who you were at the age of 25.
1: Fourteen's funnier. Awkward.
0: But you, you were totally different at the age of 25 than yeah. you were at the age of 14. Oh. You had to reinvent yourself. Yes. This, this became something that happened to you. Now, and those were most likely two very different people, the 14-year-old Meg and the Mm 25-year-old, most of us are completely different. Your thought patterns change. Your appearance changes. Your job and your level of of maturity, of education, and even your friends, all these things change. We like to refer to this as growing up or maturing and considering it to be one of life's natural progressions. However, the changes that you made were... um, uh, purposeful and deliberate because you had to you you were no longer 14 so you know gosh darn it you know regardless of how much you enjoyed those the antics of your 14 year old self you were forced to reinvent yourself according to certain things that were happening around you
1: I do remember thinking I was so cool and uh, pictures prove otherwise
0: <laughs> <laughs> that you thought you were cool
1: I' <laughs> I've always had an inflated sense of self.
0: <laughs> Let's put some of those up on the website
1: today. <laughs> Let's do it. You know,
0: <laughs> sure. But it's you know it's a sad truth, though, Megan. Life mm-hmm. that the vast majority of people give up on their dreams, yeah. and the dreams yes. are the things that that. Go beyond the have-tos. The dreams are the want-tos, the desires. Sometimes it happens early. A kid is told by his or her parents that whatever they're aiming for, that's just impossible for you to reach. You need to, you need to be reasonable in your life. Sometimes it happens later. You get older, and, Caroline, you, you get to a certain place in your life where you, maybe you feel a little tired. And instead of trying to pivot one more time, intentionally, you decide to throw in the towel for good, to retire, just to stay put. It's sad when a dream dies before you do. And more often than not, it dies far too soon in most people's lives. This is the universal result of not looking within to identify with who you are, rather than judging yourself by what you want others to think about you. Fear of failure, in, its in of itself, is debilitating. But that fear is almost always rooted in the fear of rejection or some kind of judgment from those that are around you. So instead of asking, what is it that you truly want? You did not come to this planet to be compared with other people or to judge other people or to identify with winning or with losing. All of us, every single one of us, are here to create, we are here to experience we are here to laugh and to love and to enjoy and to share and to be happy and to be healthy and to find ourselves in the midst of all of these things. Well, how do we find ourselves in the midst of new experiences of awards and of these these this happiness and how do we find ourselves in this good health and joy and abundance and peace? It's by maintaining our kinetic belief for these things. And the only way to be a KB is to transcend the ego, which by default of belief gives the supernatural power of attraction. um, All of those things that the egoist judges, It, it gives the power back over to that power of attraction for the new things. And it's often, you know what, and it's true, Meg, that it's usually the parents, it's usually the friends or other family members, it's somebody's boss that we're giving that authority of our dominion over to. And it's the process of the, the purposeful transcending that is a lifestyle. And it should be a lifelong lifestyle regardless of where you are in this life. And it's the energetics of this entire planet that are swimming like you were talking about, like the river you were going down. It's all of that. Uh, that with, it's swimming with contradictions. And you know what? It is a continuous cycle. It doesn't stop and start one day and then end the next day. Age has nothing to do with the process of what we're talking about, of renewal, as human beings with the authority and the dominion to live and to reinvent and to grow and advance, we are never too old to redefine ourselves.
1: Well, this is really hitting me. Something you, you've you said recently about how the nature of pursuing enlightenment and, and pursuing transcendence means that in that moment of, of purposing to pursue those things, you've achieved it. Hmm. Because it's not about instant gratification it's not about the long game and i think that's when age can feel as though it's going to be a burden or an obstacle to your to your process but you know when for example that's why journaling is so wonderful because for me it always reminds me of the fact that look i am transcended and enlightened and in my true essence of self as i journal right now in this moment i'm living in that present moment and that helps us to live beyond age ego, opinions of others, things that we're trying to accomplish or that we haven't quite yet accomplished. When we pursue these things, we're in there. We have arrived.
0: And you know what truly is a hindrance is when we consult with feelings. Yeah. We reason with our feelings. Well, I've got a great idea. Oh, you do? Well, how do you feel about it? Well, let me consult with my feeling.
1: Well, right now I feel good, but in two weeks I'll be bored because (laughs)
0: feelings change
1: yeah yes
0: and so we're giving our reasoning and the authority of decision making over to something that is not rooted Mm -hmm. it's not grounded in what we should be doing it's actually the energetics of feelings and emotions the reason they change is because they are most often dictated to mm-hmm. by the 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 energetics of fear and doubt and worry well I worry that I'm too old I fear that I'm too young I'm I don't I doubt that I have enough experience all of that is negatively rooted which means it will always lead you away from the best experiences from your life
1: mm-hmm. well you've really painted today this beautiful picture of how our success as a kinetic believer, it's all orbiting around our true knowledge and essence of self. When we journal, we're asking ourselves what we think, not other people. And you know, you mentioned how, how people will say, oh, it's just find a dream, or you'll, you'll, you have a dream, and then somebody comes in and says, well, that's going to cost too much, that's going to take too much, you're too old, whatever. Um, but I have to say, nobody's ever shot down a dream I have unless they themselves have dead dreams it's like the dead dream club <laughs> and they want you to be a part of it like no thanks <laughs>
0: Absolutely.
1: but that's exactly how mm-hmm. it works so yeah. but you avoid all of that when we do what you're telling us today which is to Look within, look within, look within, find that true essence of self, allow it to 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 breach the surface and to come up and flourish.
0: Remember the egoist needs an enemy. It needs to right. shoot something down. So how do you know when you've been rutted by a perspective that's not from your first nature? Your sense of being that doesn't identify with reasonings. How do you even know that you are in this 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 little place that it's time probably to move on from? And, and by the way, let me just say right here, that I'm, don't misunderstand me and think that you need, I'm saying that you need to change your address. That's not what, that's not what this is. It's to change the idea of self. Reinvent yourself. It, it could be as simple as change your hairstyle and, and learn a new, a new word today. It could be something like practice something new, something you've been putting off and not been wanting to do or didn't think you had the time to do. To enjoy a new hobby, whatever, just it's the newness of life. Mm-hmm. How do you know when you've been rutted by the perspective that you've embraced? Look for opportunities to upgrade every day where you are as mm-hmm. part of your lifestyle. Wow. There are indicators along the way that'll tell you that it is time for an upgrade. And one of the first signs is just the feeling of being stuck in a rut. If you feel like you're stuck, there's not any any kind of follow through with the things that you've said that you'd like to do if you're bored with life or you need some kind of newness and excitement maybe a change in your life something more than a new outfit then a redefining of self is most likely way overdue begin by reevaluating your life desires and how difficult is it to imagine you fulfilling the desire how are your thoughts defeating you what are you saying to yourself pay attention to your the the inner dialogue Uh, who's living rent-free in your mind who's who are you thinking about and what they said or didn't say most often and why do you care what others are thinking about, about what you do or don't do what is it that you want people to think about you and if you can answer this one with anything at all, then it's past time to do some soul searching. It's time for you to do an overhaul and with some self introspection. Look, if you're not moving forward and if you're not making progress, it's because you're thinking about the wrong things. You're looking in the wrong direction, and you've you're lost to the impulses of your ego yeah. rather than your your true self. We were we had a, a, a great conversation about where we're focusing our attention yeah, and that drawing you and you can feel it drawing the, those figures and images from say, if you're focused on one point in the past, maybe something that you're disturbed by and you keep thinking about it and you're, you're drawing these images into a three or even a four D format into your mind. And it starts occupying your thoughts yeah. and and it speeds up there's a momentum a snowballing effect that these thoughts begin to have in your in your thinking and it starts to take on a new life of its of its own
1: well and i loved that conversation because it was and i know this is for another podcast but it really i think helped to redefine healing and how a lot of us misunderstand the the concept of healing and how if you focus on it you're healing and that's so not it at all there there are Better avenues to moving beyond trauma, moving beyond those those images that that your mind is latching onto.
0: Focusing on something that doesn't exist, supposedly. How do you fo- how do, how can we focus on it if it's not there? If we say that we're healed from some past experience by describing the past experience, then has healing really occurred? Yeah. Right. Imagine if you had just a small cut on your hand and you continue to open up the cut to show how it's healed. Yeah. Well.
1: Well, I mean, you're creating a, a deep scar. You're, you're redefining it over mm-hmm. your, your, and you, we actually have, isn't that interesting how we have the opportunity and the ability to make anything bigger. And it can be something that was wonderful or something that was terrible, but we can redefine it and make it bigger than it ever was. and And not to diminish things that truly did happen in our past and to us but focusing on them and redefining them and and like you're saying picking at it
0: keeps it (laughs) that is not it keeps it it
1: alive yes
0: well and that is the practice of kinetic belief where healing is concerned because it's not until you can imagine yourself as healed as that infirmary no longer existing that healing can take place it's in the present tense of it no longer existing that attraction manifests the thing that we desire
1: well and that actually does tie in perfectly with what you're talking about today because we're talking about identity truly at the core of all this our identity and how how it is what we focus on and it is what we turn our attention to where we're concerned
0: and it is turning the attention isn't it because there look there's no such thing as neutrality you really can't even though you might give yourself the sense of being able to stay put in the river by holding on to a branch (laughs) <laughs> things are not going to stay the same no. for you in life there's no such thing as neutrality there's no such thing as staying in place and you're either li- we're either living by advancing by moving forward or you are ceasing to live by moving backward yeah wherever you're placing your attention to nothing remains the same. I can't. I want to just, can we do an entire podcast and say the only thing we say is nothing remains the same <laughs> because the universe is advancing everybody. It's moving forward beyond things that once were. Mm. We either advance and expand in alignment with the universe or we diminish and cease to thrive. Time constantly moves forward and if we're standing still trying to stand still entrapped by judgments jealousies bitterness pride identifying with things people forms and i don't mean the kind that you fill out with the dmv forms of things around you (laughs) forms we're actually (laughs) we're actually diminishing to no effect Mm. No matter your status in life, there is always opportunity to redefine yourself, beginning right now today from where you are. And, and please don't misunderstand, there are major shifts that do occur along the way that by the grace of favor and the favor of God forces growth, forces life to happen. And when these major shifts occur in our lives, we've got to shift with Him, like it or not. Start, you're, going to be, you're going to do some shifting. You can't have a a single habitual way of being and have a successful, happy, joy-filled marriage. It's impossible. You you can't remain self-absorbed and raise well-adjusted children. You can't be promoted to a management position and keep the same subordinate attitude. Mm -hmm. Every level of advancement requires something different of us. And the result is a newness of life. It's an expansion of experiences, a responds to our relationship with awareness. Our genius of purpose, it flourishes in all of these occasions. And while life will throw a few of, of these uh, unexpected things in our direction in the hopes that they will become a way for us, the rest, the amount of all of these growth opportunities, it, it, it ultimately rests with us. How many times can we intentionally get up and decide, I'm going to grow some today. Or we get up and and just have a a staid way of thinking that I'm going to do today by rote, by habit, instead of, I'm going to grow and develop today. Those are the two choices that we're always faced with. It's the intentional act of redefining yourself and doing this in alignment with what we imagine would bring us the most peaceful and the most enjoyable life from our deepest desires, the thing that moves us, because it is that path that actually will break us from the mold that was cast by our ego.
1: Well, and one of the most hopeful things about everything you're describing to us today is that It's not hard work. We're not gonna wake up tomorrow, grit our teeth, and be a kinetic believer, you know. This is, we're talking about flow. We're talking about alignment. We're talking about the cause and effect of the universe and ourselves, which I find find so much hope in that because that means that we can do this. That, because I think a lot of times life, the fatigue of life makes us, gives us the sensation that true growth True self reinvention is going to be either very difficult or near impossible. And so the, everything you're describing and the essence of kinetic belief, I think, makes all of this. It, it's really beautiful. It's really natural. It's our true self. We're technically rewilding back to our original self because everybody else makes it seem like hard work.
0: It's really funny when you talk about what's hard and what's not hard. It's the life that was repetitious, that actually in hindsight was very difficult. And then ask a child who goes to a water park and is going down through a tunnel water slide in <laughs> pitch black if they, and ask them if that was hard or not. <laughs> right. The unexpected was yes. fun. It was yes. filled with adrenaline yes. and excitement and delight and happiness and joy. Mm. And it was completely unknown to the senses. And in hindsight, what's what's hard?
1: What a cool concept. You know, let's embrace the power of fun the idea that the unknown, the undiscovered, the getting dumped into a river (laughs) when it's almost winter. Uh, uncomfortable maybe but doesn't mean it's not fun and that it's not you know infusing your life with all the things that you didn't realize you needed
0: memories you remember that day don't you oh yeah do you remember the day before that day uh no do you remember the day after that day
1: Yes, because I told I was telling everyone the story.
0: You're supposed to say no. Oh, sorry, no. Do you remember the day after the day after no. that day? All right. There's, my point was just made. Okay. Quite well, thank you. <laughs> but as long as you're worried about what other people are doing, about what other people, in, uh, somebody else in your family is doing, what others might think about you, what they might say about you. By the way, what other people think of you should be none of your business. What? But if you make it your business, if you're open to judgment, if you're looking for advice, there will be a lot of people who will tell you that you are wrong and they will gladly insinuate that you aren't acting the way that they want you to act. You're not talking like they want you to talk. You're not thinking the way that they want you to think. You're not showing up when they think you should be showing up. So quit asking Renoir to show you how Van Gogh should paint. Stop asking Gordon Ramsay to tell Bobby Flay how he should cook. Don't ask (laughs) Winston Churchill to write Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. Let every kind inspire the one, but let each one become their own. The kinetic believer looks within to fall in love with their own. Your taste for the perfect melody is located within you. Your taste for the perfect flavor is located within you. Your taste for what color a sunset should appear is within you. The essence of you is actually non-negotiable. Align with what is, and you will soar like an eagle. You know, one of the best ways to begin redefining yourself for the law of attraction to begin manifesting your desires is to not take yourself too seriously. This allows you to relax. Yeah. This allows you to enjoy life's journey. I laugh with myself, and I laugh at myself all the time. All the time. You want to hear a great joke? Well, it's going to be about me. <laughs> That's true. <though. laughs> I, came in for, I came in yesterday. I've been out running some errands, and, Meggie, you were, you were just howling, laughing at yourself in the kitchen. And, and you, there's chicken stuff. Everywhere.
1: The bag had busted with the raw chicken in it, and it just, I mean, and it was on one of the high shelves.
0: In the refrigerator.
1: Yeah, so it just dripped down through every crevice and every food staple.
0: But your level of joy had nothing to do, I mean, to somebody else, this was a disaster, not just in the making, but... Uh. In, in, in every way. Well,
1: like you said, don't take yourself too seriously, and just the reality of the fact that oh, okay, well, I guess, I guess I'm cleaning <laughs> up raw chicken for the next five hours. <laughs> <laughs> on a on a holiday day afternoon.
0: <laughs> but it's so endearing, your your level of joy. Life is fun if we are. Enjoy yourself and let the rest of it go. Yeah. It doesn't matter if others understand you or not. We don't perform for other people. Perform for yourself. Mm. And everybody else will either benefit or they'll just get out of the way.
1: I've always loved this concept of, you know, not caring what people think. But it's, it always feels a little funny at first. I remember uh, when I first... Started trying to implement this in my life, and you know, I wasn't very good at it. So my first thought was, okay, what should I, what should I wear to make people think I don't care what they think?
0: <laughs> you know, it is, isn't that, isn't that it? You're, you're trying, I'm you're trying. almost there,
1: not quite there
0: yet. But it, isn't it, isn't it amazing that it was actually considered to be daring to live the life that you dream about? To, to, yeah. it's daring to be. To, to be uniquely yourself. Yes. It's like, how dare you mm. be daring?
1: That makes it fun, doesn't it?
0: Oh, it does. It makes you
1: feel a little taboo. Yeah. Well, you know, it, a little it should. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because it is fun.
1: I thought it was funny. I saw a great tweet the other day, and instead of saying, I'm the black sheep of the family, it said, I'm the psychedelic sheep of the family. <laughs> I thought, <laughs> that, oh, I kind of relate to it. But that. that's the way it
0: should be. <laughs> Terry Tempest Williams wrote in her novel from uh, when... What was it? When women were birds, I think was the name of it. Yes, She said that for far too long, we've been seduced into walking a path that did not lead us to ourselves. Mm. For far too long, we have said yes when we wanted to say no. And for far too long, we've said no when we desperately wanted to say yes. And when we don't listen to our intuition, we abandon our souls and we abandon our souls because we are afraid if we don't, then that others will abandon us. Wow, Man. that's powerful, isn't it? Sure is. It's fascinating mm. that it's considered to be daring to live the life that you dream about. Yeah. It's daring because the majority of people are afraid, fearful to rely upon their dreams. Hmm. Well, let's produce some highest viewpoints for our lives. I like that. Yes. Just say this: I'm ready to redefine myself.
1: I am ready to redefine myself.
0: My age. My age. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm open for wisdom.
1: I'm open for wisdom to
0: come into my awareness. To
1: come into my awareness
0: to show me what to change.
1: To show me what to change. What to let go of. What to let go of.
0: What to embrace. What to embrace. What to do and what to say.
1: What to do. What to say.
0: I let go of the past. I
1: let go of the past
0: and welcome the new and exciting now.
1: And I welcome the new and the exciting now.
0: I believe that. Letting go.
1: I believe that letting go
0: of the familiar way of doing things
1: of the familiar way of doing things is
0: easy for me.
1: It's easy for me.
0: I am right now.
1: I am right now today. Today
0: more than ever. More than ever, willing to let go of habits.
1: Willing to let go
0: of habits that have become a rut for me.
1: That have become a rut for me.
0: I'm letting go of the boring repetition.
1: I'm letting go of the boring repetition.
0: I'm making room for the genius. I'm
1: making room for the genius of my
0: purpose. Of my purpose to move toward me
1: to move toward me and through me and through me for me for me
0: i release the past
1: i release the past
0: and move forward with my life and
1: i move forward with my life
0: i have a peace i
1: have a peace
0: it's become me
1: it has become me
0: i release the past
1: i release the past and i
0: embrace the present for my best life
1: and i, re- and I embrace the present for my best life i know I know.
0: That it's available to me. That
1: it's available to me. Right now. Right now.
0: And if you have not picked up a copy for yourself or for somebody that you love, I wrote the Law of Attraction 100-Day Guided Journal to help other people locate their purpose in this life. And not only to find it, but but I coach you through the pages of that book, through the, through the work of changing your thoughts and changing your expectations and for reimagining your life the way your soul dreamt that it should be. And it's the purpose of the Kinetic Belief Law of Attraction Guided Journal to fast track your life by advancing you, to make room right there where you are right now for attracting abundance. And it's the one who masters kinetic belief that has peace and has joy and has happiness and health and prosperity and and. All of that in abundance. And you can order your copy today just by going to stephencanyon.com and start using your dreams and your visions as the guidepost for blueprinting and guiding your life through the supernatural power of kinetic belief. And it's a 100 day challenge that I believe that you're going to be so glad <laughs> that you accepted.
1: That usually turns into a 400 day challenge.
0: Awesome.
1: <laughs> and don't forget about the new segment that we have. You can call in and be a part of the show. You can do that by calling 720 660 two six eight six four nine and if you are uh, global the country cl- code for the United States is one
0: sending out much love to all the KB creatives all around the world
1: thanks as usual Steve for all the wisdom
0: bye